Hello and welcome to this podcast. You may or may not know I am testing out Anchor by Spotify, which enables me to create podcasts out of written blogs because I have got readers who are actually visually impaired or blind. So it helps me to put out more content more frequently and it takes me less time. Do let me know what you think. I'd love to hear the feedback. a.m. I am just getting ready to leave Uh, and uh, I'm feeling quite nervous this morning. Um, The distance doesn't make me nervous. It is the temperature of the water, the potential cold. Um, Most of my swims since I've been back swimming in open water have been in relatively warm water. Um, I have swum in really cold water but it's a very long time ago since I did that. So I hope everything's going to be okay. Um, it'll be a bit of a mind game, I think, and I'll have to have words with myself along the way. But yeah, um, I heard last night it was between 12 and 14 degrees, and that's pretty cold. I think uh, in England, 14 degrees, below 14 degrees is the cutoff where they will shorten a swim for a, uh, for a triathlon. So 3.8k in water that cold is going to be a challenge um, in itself. So wish me luck. I'll see you on the other side. We've swapped legs. Uh, this is the temporary socket um, and I've been told I've got to be careful with this because it's not quite as strong as a normal um, leg that's been fabricated because the top is made of plastic. So I've swapped back to the old leg so that I can navigate beaches and stony on even ground and stuff like that and then we'll put this one back afterwards. So I've also got to wear a specific coloured swim hat. Red, it's a shame really because I've got so many red hats I could have done with the yellow one and uh, I've also got to wear a timing chip. When I was collected it, they told me I've got to put it on my left ankle. So I said, no, I can't do that. She said, why not? I said, because I don't have one. She went, what? I don't have a left ankle. Hmm. So, yeah, okay, we'll let you put it on the right ankle. Just as well, really. Race setup. It's a bit dark round here. Yes, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you out then. So the course, you've got five boys. Around, Male winner, minutes. 47 minutes. Female, 52 minutes. Amazing. Queenstown Waterfront. The legend, race report. Hi. So, I thought I would do a wee summary of how the race went. Um, As you can see, it's a bit dark when we got there, actually pitch black. Um, But I found a nice useful seat as in the edge of a deck to a coffee shop and I sat there and got changed there and that sort of thing. Um, Found a way to wear the leg and make it easy to walk on whilst wearing the wetsuit under it. All I had to do was take one sock player off and I, uh, I put the old leg on so it was too big and waited for them to do the, the start. We walked across the other end of uh, Queen, Queenstown Waterfront to the jetty where the jet boats were setting off from and waited in line. We had four jet boats that took all of the swimmers over, um, 88 in all, that did the, I think it might have been 100 actually, that did the um, 3.8k and it was a straight line swim that went from further down Frankton Arm um, all the way up the coastline, round the end of Queenstown Gardens and in onto the shore. 
in a straight line. So it makes it look a heck of a lot further because most triathlons go around in, in, a, in a circle for the swim. And then you do laps, makes it easier to marshal. So I had a lovely lady with me who was taking charge of returning the leg back to the start after I got on the boat. Um, now she opted to come with me because like me, she lives locally, um, she lives in Queenstown, but like me, I had never been on uh, Lake Wakatipu in a boat. It's when you live nearby, it's something you don't pay to do. It's what the tourists pay to do. So she opted to come with me on the jet boat because she'd never been on the lake. Um, so I was taken, we were all taken by jet boat all the way down to the start. Um, as we were traveling down, I was like, um, are we there yet? Oh, are we there yet? Are we not there yet? It seemed like an awfully long way. Everybody got on one side and got off the other. So you had to jump off the side of the boat. Um, now a lot of them were diving in and things like that. But before they did that, there was a, all the four jet boats lined up and everybody was standing and waving and things. And they did, uh, somebody on a jet ski did a photo of all the jet boats. So I'm looking forward to seeing what that photo comes back like, because that was all the swimmers on the boats before they all jumped off. The boats were then um, unloaded one by one with all the swimmers that were not wearing wetsuits on the last boat so they were floating around in the water for the least amount of time. I've never been in Lake Wakatipu uh, so I had no idea what to expect but somebody the previous day told me it was 12 degrees and I was feeling quite terrified of the temperature. So you've got no choice but to leap in. Um, when you're doing a beach start you know you can mosey in oh it's a bit cold you know ease yourself in gently that sort of thing but no get off the boat jump in that was the end of that but once i got past the ice cream brain which is which is the brain freeze you get <coughs> excuse me when you um your head gets too cold once i got past the ice cream brain um then my hands acclimatized to the temperature it wasn't as cold as i feared it would be um glad we didn't float around at the start too long he said i'm gonna leave you there for five to ten minutes to warm up we're like five to ten minutes my warm-ups the first kilometer as i'm traveling that way towards the finish line what do you mean warm-up so um yeah so we were shouted off three two one go and off we went we had to follow the shoreline all the way up um the frankton arm and we had to go around the end of queenstown gardens and into the shore so we always had a shoreline to my right hand side um the boys I ignored them really because there was various boys in various places and there was one we had to cut inside so you didn't cut out um, an inlet but other than that I really didn't look at them because they weren't that helpful I was just following the shoreline it was really cool because um, the shoreline changed constantly so you've got the mountains over there and you've got I've got a wooded shoreline over here you had um, wooded paths little private jetties people sitting on jetties with the swinging their feet private boats big houses with massive views people walking along um and uh, cinder paths and uh people sitting on benches and watching out to sea and all of the different colors of the autumn leaves on the trees all the way along the shoreline it was really cool to see and then there was somebody on a bike that was um looking how far the swimmers were going, I think, because I kept seeing this person on a bike appear at various points. Um, so yeah, it was really cool to be able to see all the scenery changing as you as you traveled along. Um, I had some swimmers ahead of me that I was looking at. 
they were just a bit too far ahead and I tried and I tried and I goddamn tried and I could not catch them. I had no clue if there was anyone behind me and I didn't really care either. So I was trying hard to catch these swimmers in front. There was someone in a wetsuit, there was one uh, that was not in a wetsuit and I was pushing a little bit, pushing a little bit, pushing a little bit and I was starting to catch them and then the sh they're after on the shoreline all the way around Lake Wukatipu there's a shelf um, just under the waterline and it steeps off, it goes off really steeply and then there's nothing because it's the bottom of a valley is what Lake Wukatipu is, that's why the bottom of the lake is lower than sea level. So yeah there was a shelf and then it went phew, um, you had to be careful not to get too close to the shore or the water was really shallow. And I'm trying to catch this person and I got um, a, a leaf or something got tangled around my goggles and I tried to get it off because it was flapping in my mouth and I knocked to the right hand goggle and water started leaking. It was like, oh damn. So I rolled over onto my back, let it out, turned back round. And of course the person in, that I'm catch uh, trying to catch has just got away from me again. So I worked a bit harder, worked a bit harder. The person in the wetsuit's going like this, going like this. One minute they're just there and the next minute they're 600 meters over there and i thought oh screw you i'm not gonna even look at you so i'm chasing the person that's not in a wetsuit i finally caught her and got past her and then i'm looking at the next person that's a bit further up i go at my own pace um i don't pay attention to what everybody else is doing because i know what pace i can swim at i know when i can push it a bit further i've got a really good sense self sense of self and i i knew that i'd be able to catch a few people further on down because i knew i know i can keep a steady pace so i caught the next person who was in a wetsuit who was um doing their sighting like this and then they would stop swimming get up look around and then carry on swimming that's how i caught them because i don't do that i just lift my eyes up this far look where I'm going and carry on swimming and look, look, and so I caught this person too. We played tag for a little while and then I got past them. Then I got to the end where, I, where you come to Queenstown Gardens um, and I was warned about the very shallow shelf close to the shoreline and there was big rocks. Some of them were right out of the water. You could see them. Some were just under the waterline so you'd be swimming along. Ah, a rock right here and you had to be really careful and I did get too close to the shoreline at one point and I actually didn't have enough room to do a stroke so pulling myself along let's get away from this edge a bit and that person back there I had no idea what they, where they were whether they'd negotiated it better than me but when I turned to get into the bay to head towards the finish line she appeared again on my right now i know that i could swim faster to get to the finish line i knew there was no point in this because once i got there i was relying on someone to get me stood up and getting crutches over the line so she would get past me anyway so i thought ah stuff it do whatever you like anyway we both got in at around about the same time i do not know whether she had seen that i didn't have a leg or not i don't know whether she was looking at that or not uh, but she, I, I got up onto my knees and I was waiting for my handlers to come along with the crutches and she turned and she got out, she turned and she went like that. Do you need a hand? No, I need a leg. That's what I need. Anyway, she got past, um, obviously walked across the mat before me and I, I didn't give a stuff about that. We got up onto the, onto our feet and there was a photographer standing. Now, every time, um, I see a photographer, I think, oh, they must get them most god-awful view because the two guys that were trying to get me up off the floor we had a bit of a struggle and then they gave me the crutches but the um the photographer was standing there so i lifted my goggles lifted the chin strap off my hat and stood and went 
and I hope he got the photo because it would have been a good one. I'm going to have to wait and see. So uh, then I forgot to stop my watch. So I think my finish time was around about what I expected. Um, one and a half hours. We'll have to see when they put the uh, results up. And I got a massive cheer and I could hear them all talking about how inspirational it was and things like that. Um, I don't do this to, um, to for that reason. I do this just for me because... I want to prove that to all those people that told me I couldn't, that I can. You know, I've got self goals, personal goals. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. I'm going to tick all the things off that I lost when I was injured. And I'm going to get them all back again, right away up to triathlon. We're going one at a time. So we're going to master the swimming and the and the handler and the getting up off the floor. Then I'm going to go to the bike and master cycling. Then we'll try an aqua bike. After that, we're going to go to a blade once I've gotten the used, used to a prosthetic. And then we're going to try running. That is the plan, Stan. So you just watch out. But I have had a lot of people talking to me um, in various places, uh, various people saying that they follow me on YouTube. It's a bit, it's a bit weird, um, but I suppose it's a thing. So thank you to everybody who is giving me support, whether you're virtual or whether you've actually met me. All of that support is just amazing. And I love the fact that I am challenging perceptions of disability. An ambulance, uh, St. John's ambulance man came to talk to me afterwards and said, you are the epitome of the Wakatipu legend. Now, it's a lovely thing to say. And I, th I thought it was really sweet of him to come and talk to me. And I like the fact that I, because I've been doing this, I've made it so easy to be approachable and talk to me about it. And, you know, all of that, that is working. The T-shirts are working. The online presence is working. And thank you to everybody for that, uh, for not being afraid of coming to talk to me. That's exactly why I'm doing this, because I want to be approachable, because I want this to be something that people are easy to talk about, that it that we're able to expose more people to disabilities and make it a bit more normalized. Um, but I, I don't do this to be a hero or anything like that. I just do it to challenge perceptions of disability because disability does not mean I am disabled. One of my favorite tags on Instagram hashtags is disabled, but not really. That really kind of sums me up. Uh, so that was the Wakatipu legend. There was a wee rumor I was talking to the uh, organizers afterwards that they're trying to get a longer swim. If they get it off the ground across the lake, 5K, I'm like, ooh, that's only one and a half K more. I'm quite tempted by that. So thank you to everybody who supported me. Thank you to everybody who's uh, come up and um, said really lovely things to me. Thank you to all of the race organizers and all of the supporters and all of the um, volunteers at the legend and the guys that uh, run it um, and Richie especially for being so awesome and making it all possible and making it just so easy for me to enter an able-bodied race because it is a bit of an extra little mission when you're disabled you've got a few extra things you've got to sort out like your detachable body parts so thank you for watching and thank you to everyone who's spoken to me and I will talk to you soon Thank you for listening. As always, I'd love to hear your feedback. If there's anything you want to add or any questions you want to ask, please do just get in contact. Otherwise, I'll talk to you again soon.